I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. How's it going? It's going good. Sarah, I started my Christmas shopping today. Already? That seems so early. It, I am, um, well, it, it's because there's like, we already had our Thanksgiving here in Canada. So we're like not distracted by any other holiday. We're just, I'm just like on to Christmas and I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be better than before. Also, when you order things online, because of course I'm trying to stay home. So I'm trying to do most of my shopping online. It's taking like a month still to for stuff to get to Canada. So I need to start now or I'm going to end up screwed. That's pretty smart, actually. But, so is it, yeah, having, having everything lined up, ready to go in advance, just in case shipping just goes, crawls, snail yeah. pace. Yeah, exactly. Like I make lots of mistakes in life, but like letting my kid down on Christmas is like not going to be one of them. <laughs> so, but I was kind of proud of myself this week because I figured out, you know how, um, you know how like Instagram shows you ads or the ads mm-hmm. follow you around the internet in general. Like if you Google something. It, like, yeah, it's really you. creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy. And most people don't like it. I talk about how creepy it is. So I sort of like switched the paradigm on that for myself. It was like, I can train like whatever the algorithm is that's kicking me out, I can like train it to send me things that I might want to buy for my kid. So like now on Instagram, instead of like rolling my eyes and scrolling past ads, I take a minute and I go, oh, is this something I might be interested in buying for my child? Is it, do I think it's, in, or someone else, you know? And then I like it if it is. And then I know that Instagram will show me more things like related to that, right? So I'm like training it to show me all the things that I want to buy for people. I'm using it to my advantage. Uh, that's that's actually pretty smart. Does it, is there a, an increase in frequency of ads, do you think? Ooh, I'll, I'll actually have to watch out for some, for that. There might be, there might mm. be, or it might be because I think, that might be also because it's Christmas time or because it's like shopping. It's like Black Friday situation happening this week. I, I have to say, I don't think I get that many on my feed, mm. but you might be getting more ads as a result. <laughs> I've literally here, trained and it's like. Here, you think that you gamed the system, but I'm instead so it's gaming you where it's like. Every other post is going to be making Sarah buy something. More slime. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, exactly right. So now I have like childish hoodies coming through. I just like, I just bought my kid this like fluffy, it's like a duvet that's made out of fur. You know how those like puffy furry Mm -hmm. things are like kind of everywhere right now. Like people buy jackets and hoodies and stuff, but this like, it's like the color, I bought her this duvet and like the color was unicorn. I don't even know what that is. Like, I don't know if it's going to be pink or blue or purple or what. It's just like unicorn. I was like, purchase, go. Yeah. You are such a sucker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a hundred percent a sucker. And then they come- Unicorn color, I need it. (laughs) 
sign me up. And then it comes up with these things. It's like 20% off only today. And you know, for sure that if you don't buy it, they're going to give you 25% like the next day, but I just do it anyway. <laughs> like, oh, have you ever got into any one of those systems where like you, if you go through, I figured this out too, like some, some companies haven't set up. So like if you go through to the cart and don't purchase, they will send you, if you put the, your email address in, they will send you the, the thing that you want to purchase at a lower price in your email the next day. Oh, I don't think I've gotten that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have gotten the, did you mean to check out, you know, did you forget what was in your basket? Oh, you got just to- <laughs> leave it all lonely in there. Would you like to revisit it and bring it home with you? yeah I think it depends how just exactly how slimy the company is like they I've I've definitely had a couple that send it to me like a couple days later I get a thing with like a 20% discount on the thing I almost purchased at full price in the car oh wow I I feel like I just don't do enough online shopping apparently I just don't shop much I'm not exactly an expert I need to buy more unicorn colored blankets or something clearly that's what you need in your home um (laughs) Yeah. And also like this, I didn't do much online shopping. Like I was a very traditional shopper, but COVID. So I'm learning. I think we're just natural cheapskates. (laughs) That's that's probably true. (laughs) So I can't, I can't remember the last time uh, Ben or I bought a present for each other. What? Yeah. We just don't buy presents. We're cheapskates. (laughs) No, it's, I think ultimately it's, yeah, you're an adult. You have a credit card. If you want something, you buy it. <laughs> I it's do like <laughs> not sentimental at all. Not at all. Zero sentiment there. Yeah, I'm not that sentimental. I do struggle with like I struggle with gift buying in mm. general. You know, um, but also kids are more fun to buy for because they're yeah. just it's magical. They don't have power to that kind of money. So like, yeah. what a unicorn blanket? I, first of all, I didn't know that existed. Second of all, I don't have the money for it. So this is just makes my day. Whereas an adult, they're like, oh, I didn't really want it. Thanks, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like how anti-climatic. Yeah. How you buy a grown up something that they wouldn't buy for themselves is really difficult. Yeah, that they want. Yeah. And didn't know they wanted. Yeah, it's like a complete <laughs> shot in the dark. You didn't know you wanted this. I hope you do here. <laughs> so that does that mean you, you haven't mailed your Christmas present to me yet? You're not getting anything. I'll make a donation on your behalf to Excellent. some charity. Thank you. Charity of your choice. <laughs> okay. To make you feel like a real asshole for spending money on unicorn blankets. Unicorn blankets. <laughs> You could like help with my karma, you know, yeah, for like spending too much money on Instagram and unicorn blankets. Yeah. So donate. Instead, I donated to Greenpeace. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> you can balance out <laughs> my good juju with the universe. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay. Coming up on today's show, we have a voicemail from a listener and we're going to hear about Sarah's third week of commentating for Zwift. Um, we're going to talk about seasonal affective disorder and... American Thanksgiving. Hey, Sarah, have you seen those new form smart swim goggles? You know, the ones that have the display right on the goggle so you can see like in real time how fast you're going and your heart rate and stuff. Yeah, I have seen them and I'm really interested because they just added a an open water feature. 
which is terrific because you can go from the pool to open water and still be able to have those same metrics as you swim. Yeah, I mean, knowing how fast you're going in open water in real time is um, totally amazing. So I think it's going to revolutionize swim training. Absolutely. And if they add like a, a loon detection device to it, I'm sold. Done. And our regular listeners will know that if we were riding and all things feisty is proudly partnered with Orca Sportswear. For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code livefeisty15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around. So Sarah, we had a voicemail from a listener who, um, well, let's, let's play it first. Hey, Sarah and Sarah, it's uh, Jordan Blanco, and um, I did watch the Zwift um, racing the last couple of weeks, and um, it was highly apparent to me um, that Sarah was using the word feisty, and I think even Matt Lieda, he seemed to give a knowing glance when she used that word, so well done, Sarah, on that. But I do want Sarah to help me out here, because Matt keeps mispronouncing the names of the British women racing. I sent Matt Lieto a little note with a uh, kind of aid memoir that it's uh, palant like talent, siddle like middle, and asshole like castle. But he uh, seems, <laughs> seems to keep messing it up. So, uh, Sarah, um, help the boy out. Thanks. Bye. All right. This one made me laugh. Jordan, you're absolutely right. I keep on trying to get my co-host for the Swift commentary, uh, Matt Lieto, to pronounce names correctly and I think by week three we made some progress uh but I do say it it is hard it is hard some of these is there a silent t you know what does it rhyme with and when you're in the midst of commentary your brain starts to go kind of blank at least I find I'm sure people who are actually good at this and get paid to do it uh don't have blank brain but in his defense, he tried. He tried. Um, so yeah, but you're you're absolutely right. And I have more sympathy for being on the other side now. I think totally. Sarah, do you do you look up the names ahead of time, or do you like how do you do anything to ensure you get them right? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> so, it's just, so what makes you better at the names? Like, <laughs> I I just haven't gotten any feedback yet. It doesn't mean that I'm correct i also i tend to refer to athletes i think more by their first names right yeah and by and large uh there's no overlap Mm -hmm. you know it does get more challenging if you have you know two emmas in the race for example Mm -hmm. then you have to differentiate but if there's only one ruth people know who you're talking about uh but i guess yeah for, for some of the names it is it is a bit of a challenge i think i just avoid it just avoid it by say, saying first names. Although you're right, triathlon is full of Emmas. <laughs> what is with that? It's, it's, a, weird, no it's a weird thing. Um, I, I think like, oh yeah, I, I appreciate this because of the outspoken awards, right? And how, mm-hmm. like, and I hadn't done, like I did do a couple run-throughs before of, of like the types of things I was going to say or whatever, but I did not. And some of our team, like we didn't necessarily know how to pronounce some of the Spanish names and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was just butchering names and apologizing for it, like left, right, and center. So I do feel for, I do feel for commentators with the names. Well, and also it, it changes based on where you're from. 
So for example, um, Josh Amberger, I know that some commentators, they don't know exactly how to pronounce his last name. Mm -hmm. um, and they've gotten, Matt was saying that he's gotten flack for saying Amberger. Uh, when, when people in other countries are like, oh no, you would pronounce it this way. He straight up asked Josh, Josh says, no, this is how I pronounce my name. So ultimately, I think you just need to ask the individual how they pronounce it if you have any questions. Mm -hmm. uh, because when you go from country to country, like, I don't know, like Muller versus Mueller mm -hmm. in another country, you know, like in Germany. Um, but you have to just, what do you call yourself? All right, I'll go with that. That True. works for me. But then you have to actually remember. <laughs> Right. That's an excellent point. And if the athlete happens to be doing a Zwift race at the time, you can't really ask them. Um, but so Sarah, I know like, cause you're an athlete, you're still an athlete. And did though, just has commentating on these races made you want to be out there? Like, would you rather be racing? Uh, I think I like it more than just straight up spectating. I enjoy the commentary more because I feel, mm. I, I don't know. It's, I enjoyed it more than I thought to be on the, on the other side of the mic. Um, I am not sure that I'm necessarily natural. I think I can get much better and I enjoy that side of it. Mm -hmm. I get really, really nervous watching other people's races. And I was worried that was going to be the case is that I was just going to start sweating profusely. You wanting like to internalize how they feel. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, I still have a hard time watching ITU races. I start jumping around, like going crazy. And I was worried that was going to be the case. And maybe because it's avatars and it's not watching people race in real life, yeah. uh, or at least, you know, their camera image. It's, it's a little easier psychologically, but I just get so wrapped up in what's happening that I thought that that's what was going to happen to me, where there were a few times where I was literally speechless, where I'm I can't believe that just happens, you know, whatever, whatever avatar just sprinted and did X, Y, or Z. Uh, but you, you adjust pretty quickly. I don't know. I, it was fun. It's fun. I find it's different. Like I can, yeah. I can remember times actually same thing, like watching IT races and jumping around and stuff, but that was because I know the athlete, if I know the athletes mm. personally, but I, I know these athletes, but you're not seeing them on screen. You're just seeing right. little cartoon characters. Right. <laughs> I'm sure the Zwift digital, you know, artists are very unimpressed with me saying that they're a little cartoony. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Did you, were you um, part of the conversation, like Kelly and I, in one of our last episodes, and I'm wondering about if they changed the, the way they do the avatars since then, but like, I only, I've only done Zwift once in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised at like how bad your choices were for women's hair. Mm. and mm -hmm. on how all the women's like the women's body types were like not as muscular yeah like, it was a very strange like and, yeah. and I was like I remember being like I just know I have better calves than like these guys oh yeah have, and well, their avatars have better calves and I was pissed about it no the 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 women have like sloped shoulders you know they're they're uh, a little curvier which is you know awesome but like I want an avatar that looks like me you know, big old swimmer shoulders, uh, big old calves. <laughs> exactly. Be able to customize it to that extent. You know, I, I get upset more with my um, my avatar on running because you know she she 
very narrow shoulders, uh, round bottom, and she does this kind of shuffle run. Her <laughs> running technique is all wrong. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's just, it just, uh, it offends me a little bit. And mm. I apologize if this offends anybody, but I call her dumpy butt. And dumpy <laughs> butt, because it just, it looks to me like she has dumped something in her shorts and she makes me very upset. <laughs> and I actually complain to the game designers where I'm like, dumpy butt does not run like I do. Like... <laughs> She needs to find the nearest porta potty. <laughs> I sympathize with that, but I don't always run like that. <laughs> oh my god! This is if the people at Zwift are listening to this right now and they're like rewriting your contract, like they're just like they, writing in like no mentions of dumpy butt allowed. <laughs> they they know I call her dumpy butt. It's just the first time I've done it in public. Sorry. <laughs> We're friends, though. We're friends. One of these days, there's going to be the right porta potty on the side of the road, and you know, everything's going to be normal again. She won't be shuffling along, (laughs) clenching those butt cheeks. (laughs) Like, I feel like a shuffling runner with a dumpy butt probably actually should be like my avatar. So, like, maybe, maybe it suits me. You can try it out. All the best. All the best. Uh, background stories from Sarah's, <laughs> Sarah's experiences with Swift. Um, you know, I didn't have, it's right. Oh, I was going to ask if you've done any commentary. I don't think I've done, like I've done commentary like for feisty commentary, mm-hmm. like where Ashley and I are out there on the side of the road, like thinking of ridiculous things to say. I've never okay. done commentary where, um, where it's like a little bit more serious and I have to come up with good and interesting things to say about that like where there's that Mm -hmm. pressure you know um so I'm not sure if I'd like it like I think like you I'd probably get (laughs) probably get all sweaty and (laughs) need some air well I I think the biggest problem is I just as anybody who listens to this podcast knows I start to go off on tangents Mm -hmm. and I am you know prone to letting my thoughts get ahead of me without really finishing them. It's a whole thing. And I'm right in the middle of one of those. So excellent example of it. Uh, that doesn't, that doesn't translate well to commentary because you're on this strict schedule Mm -hmm. and I really need to be a bit more concise. And I know that, and I have to work on it for sure. Interesting. I think I suspect you're actually very, very good at it and that you're being harder on yourself, even though I haven't seen you do it. Um, but I, I wonder is, is it hard to, like, do you feel almost like you're being, this might sound like a weird question, but do you feel like you're being boring? <laughs> like, I feel like if I was doing commentary on something and I had to, co- I had to commentate on like someone's run. I mean, this is different to what you're doing because you're mm. watching avatars. So I don't even know how you do that. But I just imagine myself like trying to comment on someone's run form and saying if I think that they're, if they're looking good or not, or like talking about their background of the sport, like I think I would probably make myself yawn. I don't know. Is that, or do you guys, do you and Matt keep it interesting enough? Well, it's just that these races are 15 minutes and there's a lot happening. Mm. So there, there aren't, if I were doing commentary for an Ironman, for example, mm-hmm. there's a lot of time to fill and there's right. not a lot of action. Yeah. 
So I think that would be a real struggle. And that's when I would be telling the stories. You know, I, I, I have made fun of other commentators in the past in triathlon where they have their stories they have yes. about their athletes and they regurgitate them every single time. Mm-hmm. And you can see how if you're looking to just fill time, your default mechanism is going to be exactly that. Yeah. Totally. I can see. That's why I like, I, that's what I wonder about it. But yeah, that sounds like a much more interesting environment too. Like a 15 minute bike race with lots of people shuffling around. Yeah. The, the hardest, I think the hardest part about this format was that we kept on having minor technical difficulties. So uh, today, for example, my co-commentator, who's the one who actually knows what's happening with the schedule and keeps us on track and you know, he's the official one. I'm just there to throw in little color commentary every once in a while. He, uh, his, his sound, his audio cut out for a while. And mm. I could kind of hear him, but not really. So and did they you just... have to fill in the blanks? Yes. Oh, Sarah. What did you talk and about? How did you I have that? no idea. But I actually think it went, well, I don't know. I, I was in the zone. Just nice. all of a sudden my brain shifted and I filled space. I have no idea what I said, Sarah, none, wow. but it was, it was flight or flight mode. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Like when the pressure's on, you just like brought your A game. Well, which is better than I think week one, we had one moment where I don't know how noticeable this sort of thing is, but both of us had nothing to say at that second. And we're just staring at each other with, cause you could, we can see little, little, little video boxes of each other. That's not on the broadcast. Okay. And we're sitting there maybe 15 <laughs> seconds, 30 seconds, maybe not even that much. It was, it felt like the most awkward pause of all time. Um, but yeah, I'm sure in a really long race, you have a lot of those. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure that it's fine because also folks are watching a bike race that are hmm. tuned in. Right. So there's like multiple things going on. Well, they're probably saying, stop talking, Sarah and Matt. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, when You're really talk? annoying us right now. Let us watch the race. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're actually talking about something that is not relevant to what's happening on screen. That did happen once today where I wasn't really watching and I was still talking about a breakaway. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that the, the whole group was back together. I really need to pay attention. I need to multitask here. <laughs> That's a, yeah. It's an important part of commentating is actually watching the race. Yeah. I, I'm because he doesn't listen to this podcast, I'm gonna throw him under the bus. Okay. I found out that he has a really small bladder and the previous two commentary, you know, race commentary experiences, he relieved his bladder like under the desk. I can't believe I just Yes! (laughs) I stole that story about Matt. I can't believe I just stole that. Should we edit that out? I don't know. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Listen, that just goes to show how, you know, high pressure, high, high stakes, this whole totally. sitting in your chair in the comfort of your home, watching other people race hard. Yeah. And you yeah. said you were there for like, you're in there for five hours. You're in there for five hours to commentate on a 15 minute race. Well, it's the, the broadcast is about two hours. Uh-huh. Uh, but they want us, they want us on in advance 
to make sure our audio is all set up and we have like a pre-production call and really just Matt and I shoot the shit for a while. Wow. We talk about like bread and dogs and stuff. I can imagine the things that you talk about. (laughs) Very deep and very relevant to the racing. Okay, so Sarah, you actually put this topic onto our um, run list here. And I, I, I'm actually glad you brought it up because it's something I talked, I was talking about this week with someone. Um, seasonal affective disorder. Do you have one of those SAD lamps? I call it my happy lamp. And oh, I'm, not, I'm not convinced it does that much. I'm not going to really? lie. Yeah. How do you use it? Like, wh- what's your protocol? Well, most of the time it sits in a box because I forget to charge it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that maybe that's why it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, oh, I need to use it. <laughs> you need to like plug oh, it in and turn it on. Oh, shoot. Top tips. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you use it while you're, you know, on the computer or what? Yeah, I haven't used mine yet this year. Like mine's kind of a desktop one, um, mm-hmm. but I used to use it a lot because I started to notice that I would have really like in the winter in the winter here in Victoria, sometimes we can have like two weeks of straight gray and rain and that I would start to have like crappy swims in the morning. We used to swim at 7.30 and uh, I would notice that I, if I use the SAD lamp for like 20 minutes in the morning, I would actually have a better swim. Hmm. Um, so it was doing, it's funny because it was doing something, but it was so like, I wouldn't have said, I wouldn't have walked away and said, oh, I think that lifted my mood. Like it wasn't that kind of like cause and effect that I could feel, you know, but I yeah. noticed it in a performance way. Hmm. Um, so I think, um, I think it, it was doing something, you know, and I, I do use it now. Like if I, especially if we go through those gray periods, like usually it just sits in a corner. Um, but if I start to feel like, oh, I've gone through a few low days, I'll just start to turn it on on my um, on my desk. I need to dig it out. Cause I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am 100% struggling with uh, seasonal th- affective disorder right now. I, I have a, I have a traditionally hard time, especially November. Uh, yeah. The, t- the clocks change for us. It's a very gray month. Mm-hmm. All the leaves are long gone. You know, the temperatures are dropping, but the, the lack of light just really, really gets to me, especially when you have these overcast days, you yeah. know, multiple days in a row. Yeah. Well, now we have this, the whole, like the whole COVID stay home thing. Cause I know mm. for me, like we, like, did you used to train somewhere in the winter? Like, did you, would you go away to a training camp? Yeah. In after the new year, but I oh, always okay. have struggled November, December for whatever reason, I think it might be a bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do a little bit better in December, but November's are always hard for me. Interesting. Yeah. I used to often do a late season Ironman, you know, intentionally. Mm. So maybe like an Arizona or Cozumel. Um, and so then I would find I, I would have to leave because when everyone in Canada is going into like hibernation mode, you know, and I'm trying to still stay up and train, especially like into, like if I was either doing Kona into mm-hmm. October or November, um, I would go to Arizona and train and then it would get you through that over that hump. Right. So mm. then I could go home sort of for December, January and be good and then go back somewhere else like end of January, February and get, get through that way. Yeah. Well, even last year, just thinking about it, I, I had too many trips to Arizona. I think November, December, one of them being outspoken summit. Mm. And it does, it was a mood boost where I went away for a few days, 
saw the sun again. And I felt, I felt that for, you know, a week or so afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then I had a, another trip to Arizona for Hoka and same thing, just instant mood boost. The second you get off the plane, yeah, just seeing the sun, it is, it is remarkable what, it, what a difference it makes in our brains. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think, um, yeah, this year I definitely am starting to feel it um, mm. partially because of our new, like we have new restrictions again here in Canada last week and this week, they just like doubled down. So now we're kind of back to, um, I think, you know, like barely going out. Um, mm. And so I think that co- compounds like the gray and stuff. Um, so we'll see. I, I do notice a lot of people around me struggling, but I do recommend mm. the lamp. Unlike you, I feel like my lamp has a, it's like a subtle, but like at that point, like I think subtle can work just to keep you like, keep you out of the pit, you know? Oh, I'm sure my lamp works, but it just is another thing for me to charge. (laughs) And, you know, I think about it. I have so many devices that I already charge for sport and I really need to prioritize it. Mm. It's just a, every time I think of it, it's like, oh. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot to plug it in. Interesting. Yeah, because or I just, just need like, a lampy one. Yeah, mine's just like a normal yeah. lamp, so I just I'll just put it on my desk and turn it on for mm-hmm. an hour or so when I'm working and just do it that way. So yeah. it's not it doesn't cause like I can see that because I would totally do that. Like if I had to to charge it and then do, like if it took any work at all, I probably yeah. wouldn't do it. I you know what I'm gonna do. You can hold me accountable. I am going to do a trial every morning over my coffee for the next two weeks i'm going to do my happy lamp and coffee okay great yay yeah okay Okay. yeah and then you should also do like a now i'm gonna add work to you but you should do like a little like end of day or middle of day like happy meter number like do like a number out of one to ten and see like where you are now Okay, so introducing some quantitative data yes, here. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we have ourselves oh, a research study. That's right. You can decide what the metrics are there. It could be one number, or you could, like, do you have three different types? Emoji? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, the happy faces where they put, like, to rate the bathroom cleanliness? You can just do that. But I'll sign a number for each one. I love the flat, the the neutral smile. The neutral one or the like smiley face. Yeah. Okay. 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 I look forward to the results of this. Okay. You'll be getting an emoji every day. Okay. Will you text me emojis? No. (laughs) No. Boo. Okay. (laughs) You really don't want an update of, you know, my happy lamp study. Okay. Maybe you can just maybe, or you will, it's up to you. We can like, if you want to just text it, if it's easier for you to just text it to me daily, I'll keep track. And if it's, and if you want to keep track and then like put the emojis into the Slack channel, you know, and then I'll, then I'll update our audience. Okay. (laughs) However, whatever is easier for you, Sarah. I mean, I don't know how we're going to eliminate the other variables. So this is going to be challenging. I don't think we don't have like a control group or anything. This is not a very rigorous scientific study here. (laughs) Just by way of like comparison, like how many numbers do you keep track of for your training? Like, do you do heart rate or anything when you're training? 
I just upload stuff. Yeah. Right. So you have like, like heart rate from your actual training, but do you do like morning heart rates or anything like that? Nah. Nah. Okay. I mean, depends. If I'm at altitude or in a harder training block, I will. Yeah. Um, but when I'm training load is low, nah. This is a good, this is a good time of year for me to kind of decrease the numbers and just feel the feels and use emojis instead of numbers for, okay. you know. Okay. Yeah. No. But no. you might, you might just get a random like lion face emoji <laughs> <laughs> and, or a stop sign emoji. And you're going to have to decipher what that means. <laughs> I'm very good at emoji interpretation. So. Okay. I'll throw you some curveballs. <laughs> Perfect. I'm very happy right now. Oh, um, okay. I'm so pleased. After the break, um, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. If We Were Riding is a live feisty media production. Sarah and I are truly and grossly thankful for our sponsors, Noon Hydration, Form Swim, and Orca Sportswear. Join the conversation by following us on all the socials at If We Were Riding on Instagram and Facebook, or send me a voice memo to Sarah with no H at livefeisty.com. Also, leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Remember that time we were ranked like number 206 best sports podcast in the Czech Republic? Yeah, that was thanks to you. So leave us a review. We can't wait to ride with you next week. Yeah. Hey, Sarah, I have a riddle for you. What's refreshing, oh. great, any time of day, and super awesome? Oh my gosh, is it the If We Were Riding podcast? Oh no, wait, by the look on your face, it's not. It's <laughs> it's noon. Yes! It's noon, isn't it? Ding, ding, ding! You got the answer! Woo! Okay, friends, seriously, Noon Hydration has been a sponsor of Live Feisty and this very podcast for a couple of years they are amazing they are supportive and we all get 30 percent off with the new code note the new code live feisty um, at noonlife.com so use the code live feisty e before i at noonlife.com okay so sarah do you know what boxing day is uh it happens after christmas and there's something some british thing where like your servants, you would give them boxes, something like that, right? We don't do Boxing Day. The history of Boxing Day <laughs> than, than, than Boxing Day. So we, yes, that is there's something about that, like where the the servants would r- receive the gifts, like the day after Christmas or food. There's that is just empty cardboard boxes. That's that's what I have in mind. Uh, yes, you have these but, rich people being like, oh, enjoy our trash. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what it is. So so like all good colonials, we have adopted terrible traditions into our, (laughs) um, and the day after Christmas, we have boxing day in Canada and we, um, and we, and it's like a bit of a black Friday. Like there's all these sales or whatever. Um, Okay. It's like the day after a big holiday. I have adopted a thing of saying, this is, this is all leading back to Thanksgiving, by the way, of saying like, if the day after someone's birthday, if I forget their birthday, I'll be like, happy birthday, boxing day. As, oh. if, I, as if I meant to do that. Okay. <laughs> as if I meant to forget their birthday. All right. So this is what I'm offering you because this podcast comes out on Friday. Happy Thanksgiving, boxing day. 
Oh, yes. Happy Thanksgiving Boxing Day to all of our listeners. But what's weird is we're recording it on Thanksgiving Eve, which if we're going to, you know, take this analogy another step, Thanksgiving Eve, you know, Thanksgiving Eve, the the turkey is brining. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else. The stuffing is stuffed. I, I feel some poetry coming out, Sarah. The cranberries are gelled, and tomorrow we'll have enough in our bellies, in our hearts. In our, I'm not going to go anything. I was halfway there. You did pretty well. I was actually impressed for a moment there. <laughs> um, but Sarah, you love to cook. So are you, like, are you in charge of turkey? Are you on turkey duty tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So because it's a very sensible size of turkey to have for very few people i have a 14 pound turkey from (laughs) our local farmer (laughs) that is currently sitting in three liters of buttermilk and salt so i'm very excited about this i've never done a buttermilk brine turkey Mm -hmm. uh i spatchcocked it the other day which was a full body workout i don't know have you ever spatchcocked okay (laughs) what i'm like literally hearing a word for the first time oh yeah so, Did you just say spatchcock? Yeah. So basically, <laughs> that? you take out the vertebrae, you cut it out, and then you flatten the bird. And Whoa. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it allows for more even cooking time. And uh, it's a lot faster than just having the whole turkey. What language is that? Spatchcock? Because spatchcock has to be one of the funniest words I've ever heard. Oh, it's, a ter- it's a terrific, it's a terrific word. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. It sounds British. I don't know. Okay. If anybody knows the etymology of spatchcock, please of let spatchcock. us know. Okay. <laughs> okay, carry on. What else okay. is on your menu? I'm, I'm very curious. Okay, so uh, I made the cranberries already. Uh, I have a sourdough sausage stuffing, um, a kale Brussels sprout, uh salad like shaved brussels sprouts this is this is an annual one that i i really look forward to i think i've heard about it before yeah i get excited about it Mm -hmm. uh let's see what else some delicata squash really far too much food for our household but um yeah we're gonna have leftovers it's okay yeah well i am very (laughs) jealous of not a cook myself and so I would send you some, I'll just send you a turkey emoji. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does seem very excessive to have a bird that size. It's just, I, you know, you, you order it from it's, it's hogwash farm is our local, you know, person. And I don't know, I feel like an obligation because I don't want to just get like a, a leg. <laughs> you can't just do that. You got to get the whole thing. Oh, you're, um, you're, I, I like, I love having leftovers anyway. So that's the best. We're going to have turkey for the next month. <laughs> okay. So friends, you heard it here. Sarah is spadgecocking a bird from, what was it? Hog? Hogwash. Yeah. She's yeah. spadgecocking a hogwash. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. 
None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We reaching the top We reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top